Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with T-Rex. What up? Uh, we have Alan Juban in studio. Thank you, guys. Coming off his first UFC win. That was awesome. That was, that was, that was amazing. Uh, just, just I, I, I was really actually proud of you because uh, six years ago, seven years ago, I went to Legends, which was this gym in Hollywood, and I t- we talked about it last week. <laughs> there was this little octagon out on the sidewalk. Outside, and, yeah. And, and here's this, like, good-looking brown hair guy wearing a tank top. And I was like, <laughs> hey, you want to wrestle? And, and you're like... <laughs> sure. And then, that sounds so and then, good. And then, and that, all right, this sounds really, really guy. good. All right, like, right, let's start wrestle? the show over again. Okay, no, so... Uh, <laughs> so And then we wrestled, and you at the time, you had no wrestling background. Yeah, no grappling experience at all, you know. No grappling experience. And, and then... Seven years later, or six years later, you're in the UFC knocking knocking fools out, man. How, how amazing is that? Yeah, it, it all kind of uh, came full circle, man. I just stuck with it. Um, I remember that, man. Yeah, we used to do, you used to kill me in wrestling. I didn't, uh, I started off in Muay Thai. I didn't like the ground <laughs> at all. It took me a while to even do jujitsu. And uh, today I'm a brown belt under Eddie Bravo in jujitsu. My wrestling, I'm always work in progress, working with Kenny Johnson. But yeah, man, it's it's uh, like I said, it's come full circle. Well, just so that. you know, uh, uh, me killing you wrestling, I'm uh, uh, I'm retiring from that. So I'm going off on, <laughs> yeah, on killing you. He, he, he wants a rematch <laughs> no, right no, now. It's, it's going like, to be like Rocky won. There be no rematch. There could be at the very end. No rematch. So uh, no, man, I, I was I was so thrilled. Now, now tell me about that because I, I, we'll start with my week and we'll talk about T-Rex's week afterwards. But I, I want to hear, cool. I, I mean, what exactly does it feel like to be in the UFC, you said you were thinking about it every day for seven years. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, it's a, I mean, it really, really, truly. I'm not making this. I mean, it's a, you. You always hear people say, you know, it's a dream come true. You realize your dreams. Machida has that famous speech, like you know, you can realize your dreams when he won the title. And uh, it's true. I've never had that feeling in my life, man. I've never felt like it was a dream come true into this. You know, um, it was something that I thought about every day for uh, almost ten years now that I've been training, and to get the call. To the UFC was amazing. To to get the W was amazing. To get a knockout, to get the bonus. I mean, everything just kept coming one after another. And it really, I didn't sleep for two days. The adrenaline dump, you know, uh, the adrenaline rush took a while to wear off. But yeah, waking, coming back home to LA, uh, and waking up in my own bed, getting up, walking my dog, and I was just kind of like, holy shit! Like I just did it, you know? Like so, it, what it do you mean? And you got, you got a bonus, right? Fifty thousand dollars. 50 G's, man. Yeah. So, and how much did you how much did you make for the actual fight? Uh, well, you start off. I start off at the bottom tier, which is a pretty much the normal 
sign, you know, uh, unless you have a big name, you start off at eight and eight, ten, and, and you work your way. So up. sixteen. So you so you made seventy six thousand dollars. Sixty six thousand. Math, math. The New York made, public schools. Yeah, 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 public best. school. It's horrible. <laughs> so you, you so you came home with sixty six thousand dollars. So that's a pretty good night. I mean, it's a good night of work. And that's, yes, it was something. Well, I mean, yeah, but it, it, took, it took him ten years. It to took get him. There. Yeah, it's, right. se, it's <laughs> a good seven years of work actually. With seven years, that's less than ten thousand a year. Divided actually. By, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Now, now, I mean, now that you're a good-looking guy, and everyone kept saying, "I know that you used to model, right?" Or you, yeah, yeah. Now, now, were you a big model? You a runway model? I, I, I still do it, man. And um, I, I've been modeling and and like doing a little bit of acting and stuff for about ten years now. Um, it was one of these things that kind of fell in my lap. I moved to New York, uh, did it there. I went to Miami and ended up in L.A. And uh, it was just something like I said that fell in my lap. But I, no, I wouldn't say I was a, a, a big model, and uh, I wasn't really. I've done all kinds of modeling over the last 10 years, but I wouldn't say I was a runway model. The main stuff that I do, man, I'm an athletic guy. And, uh, you know, companies like Asics and Oakley and, you know, things like, companies like that have been hiring me for years and uh, just doing As far as acting goes, you said you did a little acting. What, acting. What, I what, what, what have people seen you in? Uh, commercials, man. Commercials strictly. I don't really do that much theatrical stuff. Adult like films. <laughs> Adult films, things of that sort. Uh, but no, mainly commercials, man. You know, like, uh, uh, I can't even think right now, but I've done some orange juice commercials, progressive insurance commercials. I've done uh, uh, cell phone commercials, I think. I've done, done a little bit of everything over so the years. So you're a fighter, you're acting, you're a model. He's everything you want to be. Oh, God. Everything I want to be. And but the thing is, you're married. Are you out of your fucking mind? I know, do you, I know. Do you know how much pussy you could be getting right now? I know. Like, one of my friends... Uh, <laughs> Zach from 10th Planet, he always says, that's a waste of a good dick right there. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, another that's man to tell you that. No, but, uh, so, it's pretty gay, but that's, it's a good quote from him. So, yeah, yeah I think Zach wants your dick. But, but, so, no, but, but, I'm, but I'm serious. Like, I mean, your wife must be, she, she must, do you tell her, look, listen, do you know how much tail I could be getting if you ever broke up with me? Is that, is that one of your, like, your, no, the cards you pull? No, I, like, I mean, I, I have a good wife. I'm blessed. Um, is she smoking hot? She's she's a beautiful girl. She's Thai. She's a beautiful woman. What what does she do? Um, she's uh she's in the beauty business. She does like eyelashes and, and esthetician and facials and all that stuff. But and right now we have a two year old son, so she's uh, juggling being a full time mom and and doing that as well. So um I'm blessed, man. She supports me 100. percent She helps. You know, she does everything <laughs> at home. She she um she takes care of me, man. Well, good for you, that. man. I mean, you're, you're you seem like a very nice guy. I'm, I've actually been like training uh, over at Tenth Planet with Jared. Mm -hmm. Is he your jujitsu coach? Uh, Jared Carlson. Yeah. Well, I mean, Eddie Bravo is my head jujitsu coach, but me and Jared probably spend more time on the mat together because we both teach at Tenth Planet Burbank, and he's cornered me for three or four of my last fights. So um, he's been a big reason why I'm in. He's a good guy. He yeah. he was so proud of you, by the way. He kept yeah. telling the class to watch it. Oh, he did. He kept oh, Alan, 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 and yeah. he, he, everyone was like, "You're such a nice guy." Even the even the girls that came to my show, Christy McKeon and all them, uh -huh. uh, all the girls were always like, "Oh, Alan, Alan, Alan." <laughs> it's like it's it's a shame, dude. <laughs> You could honestly, you could be. It's good. I don't know. Yeah, I think I didn't know you were married. I was gonna thank you very much for taking time away from boning hot chicks to come to our podcast. <laughs> no man, <laughs> I'm sure that's what you would be doing right now. Now, oh, now, 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 did you see what see what Josh Koscheck said about you when he yeah, took out his teeth? Man, that was crazy. What, I was. What did he say? Koscheck took out his teeth yeah. and he said, "Welcome mm -hmm. to the UFC." Just so you know, that pretty face is not gonna be there around like that. Hilarious. I took out his four teeth, right. but I had to kind of give him props because it it, it started with the uh, whatever show it was.
he was a guest co-host, and um, he was kind of talking trash on me. He didn't know who I was. Koshek's kind of an, uh, you know, he's a loud guy. What was guy. he saying? What do you mean? He was just saying, you know, like, I, I think he, you know, they were asking, who do you have uh, in the fight? And obviously, every guy went against me. They didn't know who I was. All they knew that I was some model. That's, you know, the first thing people <laughs> see on paper. And... Um, Anyway, so he was just kind of talking trash. He was like, you know, I'm going to get smashed. I'm just a pretty face. I'm not ready for this. And then after my performance, I was, uh, I was, I, I got to give him respect. You know, he, he went on national TV, looked straight into the camera and apologized to me and then took his teeth out, you know, as a joke and everything. <laughs> but, so it was cool, man. It was That great. was the best thing he did because the people were ripping on Kashuk before that. They uh, were like, what did Kashuk look, look so nervous and what are he stumbling? And look, yeah. it's hard. If, if you're not a broadcaster. Yeah, those lights are bright as hell. And all of a sudden yeah. you get thrown on fire. It's not like you could take a class where they like mock. I mean, you could you can go through run through and stuff, but you know, it, it's it's to be what Josh Kashuk all of a sudden to be on Fox Sports 1, you, all of a sudden it could be very, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're with Brian Stan and these guys have been doing it for a long time, you could you can get caught up, and everyone. But then when he took out his teeth and he's like, "Look at me!" Well, everyone's like, "Oh, I like that guy." Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he, that nice so actually, you helped him out. Forget about him helping there you out. Go. There we go. So uh, I uh, my week, I had shows every night of the week. I had flappers, haha. Uh, this Mexican restaurant Saturday night. I actually had two shows. I caught your fight in between the shows. I was I was like, that's my friend. And I, I, everyone's looking like I'm a fucking idiot. Like, yeah, okay, sure it is. Um, uh, by the way, I gotta say, in your fight, how hurt were you in that first round? Uh, I didn't really uh, when, when he kind of dropped me. It was kind of like a little flash knockout. But um, I gotta say, uh, watching this fight back, I was I was very happy with how fast I recovered. I didn't really realize that it, that it went down that fast. But I, I wasn't. I wasn't um I wasn't in my head in any danger of like oh shit what am I going to do it was more like Okay, I got because caught, I was, recover, I was like, oh recover. fuck, my boy's getting fucked up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in my mind, in my mind, it was just, it was just, you know, uh, stall, stall. Get, get, I needed like thirty seconds to recover. Shake the cobwebs. Yeah, yeah, clear my head for a minute. So uh, I had this audition right for a TV show. Uh, uh, for it was like for not Nick, not Nick and Knight. What's uh, for TV Land? Right? Okay. And, and I go in, and then the part is I'm hitting on a girl who's like 16, but I don't know she's 16. And then her mom comes in, and, and her mom's like, "Hey, you have homework." And I go, "Homework? How old are you?" And then I like leave, right? So uh, there's a bunch of guys. I like do it, and the casting person's like, "You know what? You're too young for this. Uh, I really believe that you'd go out with a 16-year-old girl." Oh my I like, god! <laughs> I was like, I can't be more insulted. Like basically called me a fucking pedophile to my face like <laughs> like i'm like what what can you just say no thank you not right. like i really think that you'd hook up with this chick so that was <laughs> that was one thing and then i had had a show at jay davis show at, at, at the uh the uh, state social house and is it jay davis yeah, yeah and basically there was a girl heckling every comic every comic are you serious yeah this one chick in the front was just being obnoxious so i go up there and she's a pretty girl and I say something, and she's like, you know, I Googled unfunny, and your name came up or something. Like, she had it all, like, like ready. And I was like, look, you're hot now, but in 10 years, you're going to be disgusting. Uh, so I would – people are going to care what you have to say for now, but eventually, you're not going to be hot, and your personality is going to catch up. Your looks going to catch up to your personality, and you're going to end up on – you know the Real Housewives with your face pulled back and on Zoloft. <laughs> so enjoy it now because guys are gonna pretend to think to find you funny, and the place erupted. It was like right. I was like all of a sudden it was just yeah, I was the the, the, the uh, people's. Did champ. she shut up after that or did she continue? Yeah, she kept going, of course. And then I, I kept getting her and getting her and getting I, her. I gotta think that most hecklers would be. Uh would be male, right? Or are they most 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 of them are guys? A lot, a lot of times you get these really pretty 
loud drunk girls that are used to party. being the center of attention right. and when they're not they can't handle they it. can't handle it mm. and they're and the, the problem is that all these guys are trying to have sex with them so they're just like oh laughing at everything and putting up with it and then gotcha. you know when so they're, they're, not, they're not getting a they're not really it's a false sense of security you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like if you're training and everyone's taking dives you're like oh i'm the fucking greatest fighter yeah, in the world yeah. and you go with the up against the guy who's not gonna fall down for you right. so that's uh that, that's what that's what i dealt with and then but then saturday night i got i can't believe jay davis would let that happen but anyway go ahead yeah <laughs> then saturday night uh brian stan texted me and he's like hey man i'm at me and dominic cruz are hanging out you want to hang out so i like i'm like i went to some club with dom and, and stan which is uh <laughs> nice it was pretty badass and then it was i was like hey dom uh, I apologize for making those twelve thousand jokes about you, and he—he's he, <laughs> like, it's cool, man. He's like, you, you're like, keep my name out there. Uh, yeah, so that, that was awesome. Those guys were those guys were super cool. Nice. Yeah, it was it was just, it's cool hanging out with such like such bad. It's funny though because like you look at Dom, the guy's like like five seven or five eight, kind of like this kind of a small guy, 140. You know, he's not a guy that balloons up. Right, right. And you would never know that he could take anybody in the club. You mm-hmm. know, you got all sure. these all these jabronis like walking past him, like bumping him, or just and like this guy would murder everybody here, probably <laughs> at, the, at like once if he really wanted to. All you right. know, <laughs> that's how it was with Korean Zombie when I was hanging out with Korean Zombie in in Vegas, and he's just a, such a shy guy and so humble and like soft spoken, and just, he's basically a kid. And I was thinking that people probably see him in a club and think like I could beat this little. Oh Chinese yeah, this guy's like up. my math tutor. Or right, something. right. Uh, yeah, not, he could murder everybody in the place if he wanted to. Yeah, it's just, it's funny. I, I I've noticed that uh, aside from like when I hung out with Sean McCorkle, who uh, somebody bumped into him one time at a club and then he went up to him. Actually, it was somebody was picking on one of his friends at a, at a college bar and he goes up to the guy and he goes, "I will beat the shit out of you and then fuck you in the ass." Like, like <laughs> made the guy take a dump. But most <laughs> m- most of the fighters that I know are very like humble. you humble maybe because they know it's like being the comic, a good comic. Most good comics aren't always on. Very rarely are they on because they know like we get paid to be on, right? And, and I'm not gonna waste it on some, you know. Right. I'm not most fighters like I'm not gonna break my hand uh, on some idiot and then ruin my whole career. And then you, of course, you get the guys like the War Machines and you get the other people <laughs> that are the yeah. aberration from that. How was your weekend? Uh, it was good, man. Uh, as you know, Steve Carl came to town. He, he stayed at my house for a couple of days, and we did that show in uh, Burbank at Flappers yeah. on Thursday, which is uh, I'm still gotta say I'm gonna punch. Uh, Rick Martinez in the face for bamboozling me into doing that freaking show for free. Oh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> and no. everybody afterwards was like, man, he has a birthday party, a birthday show like every other month. He does. He every month this guy has a birthday show in he, order to get people to come to his show. Bamboozled all these fantastic A-list comedians to do to do a show for free under the guise that it was his birthday. Yeah, that and was then, ridiculous. <laughs> and then afterwards, and so nobody got paid. Uh, and then afterwards, he was like, yeah, man, you know, we only made like two grand off the door this week, but you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That Steve Carl, you know, have you trained with Steve Carl? He, no, I haven't. He's in Bella. He's in the World Series of Fighting. He's like basically like a homeless fighter. Uh, like <laughs> he's like lives out of like like a van, like a Scooby Doo no. van, and like travels. I'm like this guy. I'm like, hey, how's what's going? I'm just driving cross country and crashing at gyms and sleeping there. Like it was very <laughs> cool. See, he's like a hippie fighter. He is a hippie fighter, but he's cool as shit. Um, he, he is cool as shit. But he he has five houses. 
He has five houses? Yeah, he's, he fixes them up and then rents them. And, oh, and, I didn't know that. To, 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 for his income. Oh, you would never uh, know that. Yeah, and so, uh, so he, you know, he, <laughs> he, he has homes. He's doing but, his thing. Yeah, he's doing yeah. his thing. But then we went to that show on uh, Friday night at uh, in Thousand Oaks. It was Comedy Under the Stars outdoors. Uh, how was that? It was awesome, man. I th- and it was like a bunch of old white people there. So I was like kind of, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, God. You know, like the white hair. Yeah. And I was like, geez. And so when I got on stage, I was the only black dude on the show and I was last. So I was like, you know, give it up for all the white dudes that opened up for me. And this is as dark as it's getting tonight. Um, Here we are in Thousand Oaks. And I was like, a thousand oaks is probably named after all the trees that the black people have been hung from. Oh, man. <laughs> and this lady stood up and like, oh, audience she's like, our mayor used to be black. Oh, we see, used to I have mean. a mayor. We used to have a black mayor. And I was like, you used to. What happened to him? <laughs> uh, nobody knows about that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I was impersonating her and answering that question. But um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. And I was uh, very happy with the shows this weekend. And then nice. just partied on Sunday and... Nothing exciting, but I had a date. I, I've been going out with that yeah, girl. Yeah. This girl that I've been dating. So, well, I haven't. I, I dated her back when I was like nineteen, and then she dumped me because uh, I, I had no money back then. And uh, but and that's not why. Whatever. I was nineteen years old. But we've been going back out, and uh, you know, it's one of those things where she's it's taken a while to like. It's been like four dates. I haven't. I'm, I'm, I'm like Ellenberg. I haven't got laid yet in four days. And like, I, I kind of need validation, physical you validation. Finger banged her back in the day. On yeah, the first day. I never even got the finger banger back really? then. No, she's like a good girl. It's fucking with my what head. What is she a doing? Mess with you? I don't know, man. I, I think she. I, I have no idea. But a funny, a couple funny stories about this. Number one, I was like, she just moved into a place, and she's. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll come over, and she's like, well, I, I you, you know. We have nowhere to sit because there's no furniture. So I was like, on my face. And uh, <laughs> did you say that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and she she looked at me like, ah, ha, ha, ha. I was like, no, I'm serious. No, so, so um, <laughs> so that was, but uh, it was funny though because I, I basically told her I'm like, listen, you know, I don't want to play this cat and mouse game. I know it's only been four dates, but uh, you know, eventually, you know, the guys, look, if you, I have needs, and uh, you know, it's just you don't you don't want to get into that that area where it's just. <laughs> That's when you start telling that you dig her specifically. I'm like, I dig you, and I, but I have needs, and I don't want to go outside of you to get these needs filled. And really? Is that what I should have said? I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of, <laughs> I kind so of sort of, of said loop. that. But she's like, been, it's like four dates. Well, I was like, well, you know, uh, I, I didn't know how to. I'm, I'm like, I, I don't want to pressure you into hooking up with me. I don't want to pressure you into having sex. I don't want you to hook up with me because you feel obligated to. That's not. That's the last thing I want. That, and that, if that's why you do it, then so and, be it. But and I don't that, want no, that no, to be the reason. no. That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> At the, at the same time, I do have to feel like like you like me, and 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 one way is you know handy or something. So <laughs> there is there is that like you know. And then she's like, I'm like you know, we dated back when I was 20. I'm like I know I was a lot more innocent back then. And she goes, Are you kidding? You kept humping me back then too. This is the same <laughs> thing that you did back then, which made me feel better. I was like, Oh really? I was a I was an annoying horny cute guy back then too. I was I thought I was this like innocent guy that was waiting. I was like, Oh. Well, I was a horn bag back then too that I was right. like consistent right. like all we did was like pick up where <laughs> you left off <laughs> yeah that was kind of funny though. <laughs> I don't know I, I thought it was funny I don't know if people will find that funny anyway so a couple <laughs> funny things so next week we have Michelle Old coming back in remember Michelle yeah. Old you know Michelle Old no she's she, she's this like biker fighter chick super cool super cool blonde hair deep voice so anyway she on on twitter she admitted that uh we talked it was something about gsp's deep plate a dark place was like trending at the time so then uh, she was like what's up with that you know 
GSP's dark place. I feel like, uh, you know, why did he just bleach his anus, right? That's, that's what she said. <laughs> so then uh, someone writes, someone said to her, like, do you bleach your anus? And she's like, yeah. So I, like, wrote recently. I'm like, guys, you know, follow Michelle Old. She's a sweet girl. She trains really hard. Is she's a good mother. <laughs> and she bleaches her anus, right? <laughs> so then... All these people started following her on Twitter. So That's then, hilarious. So I t- and then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to. Like, I like texted her. Hey, you don't care about me saying that you bleached your anus, right? And she goes, quit being a pussy. Oh. <laughs> like, like, that's my kind of girl. Right. So That's the one that I talked smack about when I first met her. Yeah, she, yeah. You said she, she reminded you of uh, Sam Kinison with a wig. Which <laughs> she was, walked in. She's all buff. Yeah, she's huge. <laughs> so she'll be here next week. Uh, a couple of things that happened. Jesse Jane... And Jenna Jameson are going at it on Twitter. Yeah, uh, we we have to get to the bottom of that. Uh, we have I would I would, no I, would pun pay, intended. I would pay to see that that fight. Uh, I'm going with Jesse Jane only because uh, she, only because younger. we know her. And Jenna Jameson's a lot. It doesn't look like she's in the greatest shape right now. Jesse looks healthier. She works out more. Uh, we have by the way on the show today we have Anthony Burchek and the return of the monster. Oh Kevin no, Rand- is he going to be on the show? Kevin Randleman yeah. is back on the show. Can't wait for that. Couple things in the MMA world I want to talk about. So uh, le- it was hard for me, actually. So I did a, a MMA roasted video, which I do these videos, and I talked about War Machine, and he was still on the loose. I had all these jokes about that. Well, then I'm like, oh, man. I, part of me is like, I do want him to get caught. Obviously, I, I want the guy to, you know, justice to serve. You don't want a dangerous guy out there. <laughs> so at you the can continue t- doing jokes. At about the him. same time, I don't want him to be. <laughs> caught before Tuesday because that's when my video came out <laughs> like, and then I'd have to go and re-edit all the jokes <laughs> kind of a, a, a dilemma here so he, of course he gets caught dilemma dilemma yeah I'm, 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 I'm like pronouncing the N there so as a dilemma so as, as I'm leaving of course he gets caught within three seconds now he, he, he got caught uh, everyone was like, where's War Machine? Is he in Canada? Is he in uh, Mexico? Mexico? He's this, he's too smart. He was a block from where he lives in Simi Valley. They caught him in a hotel eating a pizza. And the reason they, the reason they caught him, allegedly... He ordered the pizza to his room under the name War Machine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is War Machine. Uh, uh, you get a large sausage. He said Warp Machine, just to throw him off. So no, they caught him because there was a girl staying with him, and they were fighting outside the hotel. Everyone could hear him, and allegedly he pulled the girl's hair, and uh, she's like, "Get off me!" And he's like, "Shut up!" And then someone called the cops. Uh, like so, now he's on the world's dumbest criminals, as well as the other things he's on. Wow. Like, first of all, I mean. And then someone said, like, oh, well, his excuse was he was going to propose to that girl, too. That, that was that's what somebody said on, on Twitter. Which he can't get fun. rid of that fucking ring to save his life. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you ever trained with War Machine? I know he trained over Le- Legends, right, back in the day? Yeah, he, he might have came in there a couple times. Uh, I trained with him one time, but, you know, very briefly. I, don't, I, didn't, I, I didn't interact with him that much. Now, uh, I mean, people that know him... Said he's not. Everyone that knows him says this guy's not a bad guy. He seemed pretty shy from you know. I mean, he was coming into a new gym and whatnot, but you know, he definitely didn't have that war machine crazy character when he when I first met him. Now the guy, the guy. Uh, I mean, first of all, I, I don't I don't know exactly what happened unless unless you were there. Obviously, it's it's like he's he's in court. Uh, you know, what I, I do know is the girl got the shit beaten out of her, so he, he he needs to go to jail. He's not safe around people. If that's what if that's what's happening. He if that's what happened. Allegedly, he needs to go to jail. Uh, I also do know that like this whole it, it got out of control, where people like Dog the Bounty Hunter was really 
on Twitter every day saying, War Machine, you have five hours. War Machine, you have three hours. And the way, and then he goes, War Machine, me and you, man versus man, winner takes all. Like, that's not really bounty hunting. Uh, <laughs> just calling people calling out people to out. Having, <laughs> having fights with you. I, I, like, I wrote a joke. Is he like, guy who killed Tupac and Biggie, meet me in my front yard, winner take all. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, that's the laziest bounty hunting I've ever heard <laughs> right. in my entire life. Meet me in the front yard. I mean, really? Yeah. It, it would have been hilarious if Dog would have caught him. But if and War Machine Dog would have got the shit, beat <laughs> he would have got the shit beat out of him. I hate to say it, I'm kind of a fan of Dog, but yeah, you don't want to go one on one with a. I was kind of hoping that like War Machine would like flying knee knock out Dog and then get caught. Like that's the best of both worlds. Like right. War Machine knocks out Dog the bounty hunter and then gets arrested. And takes Every- his paint pellet gun from him. everybody wins. Uh, uh, but but yeah, I mean, like I, I said, I think MMA already has a blonde hair guy with a mullet, and his name is Kim Winslow. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, so I mean, Dog needs to go back to 1985. Uh, but and now and then he's 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 still on. C- after that whole thing happens, Dog was on CNN with his wife, and people were like, "What did you do to 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 capture them?" And then the wife's like, "There were many people involved, and we you know we raised awareness on social media." If, then I'm a bounty hunter too. If, if, if all you have to do is, is Hold on, post did they have up. anything to do with him being caught? No, they weren't even. They were right. in San Diego. <laughs> oh, he got caught. Dog, in, was, in, yeah. dog was in San Diego. Yeah, he was taking pictures of like War Machine's house. Oh, so he was on the trail though. Okay, the trail. Know, right, the I, I trail. Mean, he, he was at War Machine's house. Okay, okay, in the front yard, taking pictures of his of his like snakes. I didn't but, know if he was still just kicking back in Hawaii. Just no, 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 all day. Yeah. no. He he used this as an opportunity to promote his show, right. CMT Dog and Beth, because I know it's a hashtag. And I'm, I'm, I'm not. I guarantee that the viewership went up because of that. I know it did. I'm sure people watched it because of that stupid. I mean, he, he. I guess he's a smart guy. But and then Chael Sonnen tweeted, yeah. uh, uh, "I caught you, War Machine." So he said he caught War Machine, which is the first victory in three years. If that's the case. Um, <laughs> wow. wow. But uh, wow. people had some really funny photoshops of like first dog, some, dog the brownie hunter, dog the brownie hunter, and then someone <laughs> had like dog had like Dana White with dog and bounty like facing uh, off. Dog and War Machine. Dog and War Machine. And then somebody on the underground had a picture of uh, War Machine being in handcuffs with two pizzas in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> so so there were some really funny shit. Now. Uh, when we called Daniel Cormier last week, he, he sounded very disheveled. He sounded like he was bent out of shape. Uh, we now know the reason is because him and John Jones, that fight got, uh, got, got canceled uh, or got postponed till January, which I think is going to be on the, the Nick Diaz card, which I think will be the best card ever. Nick Diaz, Anderson Silva, Jones, and Cormier on Super Bowl weekend. Wow. Who's, who's not going to watch that? I mean, that's going to be in Vegas. Are you kidding me? Um... <laughs> Now, some people think that John Jones is uh, maybe playing head games with Cormier. Is he really injured? I know there was that, a video. That's what I said. There was a video that came out of him sparring with Mike Tyson. Uh, if a guy's really hurt, is he going to spar with Mike Tyson? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't really believe in that hype stuff. I think he got hurt. I saw some other interviews of other fighters coming out saying that um, that uh, Overeem. It's kind of a beast in training, and he's been injuring a lot of guys. So um, yeah, Arvlowski said that, right? So that exa- exactly. So um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't see why you know he would. You know, they've got beef. They both wanted to fight. It's a huge payday for both fighters. Um, I don't. I don't think there's any uh, truth to that conspiracy that that's going on. I mean, it's going to be a huge fight whenever it takes place. So. Who's the best guy that you ever you ever uh, trained with? Um, I mean, I guess it would 
be the obvious, you know, at Black House, Loyola Machida or uh, Anderson Silva. So, so now, now you Spartan and Silva. You know, it, it's it, Silva just got back in the gym a couple weeks ago. I was nearing the end of my training camp, so I didn't get to do that much work with him. I'm really looking forward to getting back in there and getting some work in because uh, he's in there all the time now, man. He's um, it's like he almost uh. He almost is going back to his roots in a way. Before, you would never see him. He was always doing some kind of crazy training on the beach or some kind of next-level training. Now, man, he's in there taking class with the guys, sparring, doing the drills every day, going back to his roots. And, uh, is Diaz else. in trouble? What's that? You think Diaz is in trouble? I, I, I mean, you know, it, it's a bad matchup for Diaz. I don't see any other way. You know, he's a big – Anderson's a bigger guy, a, a, a great boxer. Diaz is a boxer. I think Anderson has him in every area. And then, you know, Anderson, all he's been doing since his leg has been injured is working on his boxing. So it's kind of a perfect matchup for him. You have, like, an urban feel to you when you talk. You know, like, yeah. I think that you should be the Channing Tatum. Of, like, you're, like the real, you're like the real Channing Tatum. I'm telling you, Magic Joban. I think that's – I think there's something there. Uh, now, have you sparred with Bachita? Yeah, me and Machida have sparred quite a few times. You kind of look like him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of. I think his uh, style kind of rubs off on me and everybody at the gym. But uh, yeah, he's one of those guys that you kind of get the feeling that at any moment he can kick your ass. He's, really? Uh, yeah, you know he he throws so many feints and he's always you know doing all that kind of stuff, and you just feel like some days I have good sessions and I go home and I think, man, I I kind of kind of got the best of him, and then the next day he kicks you in the liver and you go down <laughs> and you realize, shit, he was playing, you know, he's toying with me the whole time, so. Yeah, but they're great guys. You only you only get better, you know, training with guys that, at that caliber. That's now is it? I mean, it's got to be really hard. And now is he as elusive in sparring as he is in his fights? Absolutely. And um, like when he fought Weidman, he looked he looked so much smaller than Weidman. Um, Weidman's a huge middleweight, but uh, 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 Machida's a big man. You know, he's a good size, muscular, in shape guy. Especially for a man of his age, he's you know, Machida's what is he thirty six, thirty seven now, and the guy is just shredded. You know what I mean? And he's got a he's got a big head. You can't really see it on TV, but the guy's got a big head. He could take a punch. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, he's good, man. He's elusive. He's he's he beats everybody up in the gym for sure. Now, what does uh, Dana White say to you after uh, after you you win? Did he he say didn't anything? say much, man. I'm, um, he, Dana just flew in from I think it was Bora Bora uh, off of vacation. I mean, he was still suntan and lost his. He had yeah, no his voice. voice. Was gone. His voice was gone. <laughs> I think he flew directly in the day of the fight, so I don't think he knew who I was at all, and I don't blame him. You know, he's got, Wait, even after you won, he had no idea who you were? Honestly, I don't think so. And, uh, you know, there's like, I, I, I broke it down already. There's like 500 fighters or so plus in the UFC. My weight division alone, the welterweight division, is probably the most stacked division. There's probably 100 plus fighters. Um, he just comes in from vacation. You know, he's already got 200 employees or so for the UFC, 500 fighters. He comes in a, a, from vacation, and I'm a new guy. He doesn't know who's like, who's I am. this model guy back here? Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Why am I sitting at the press conference? Because <laughs> when 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 they announced the, the uh, I got to sit in on the press conference, but when they announced the bonuses. He was kind of going over the numbers and how much money the door made. And then he said, uh, the fight of the night bonus goes to the, the Bazinski fight. And then he went on and on. So I really wasn't confirmed that I got the bonus for like So you 10 think minutes. he thinks Bazinski won? No, he just was referring <laughs> to our fight. That's kind of jacked up that you're going to name right. the guy who lost. <laughs> he was referring to our fight as the Bazinski yeah. fight because he probably didn't have time to like remember my I'm name. Sure, I'm anything. sure he went back and looked at it and is like, who's this guy? Right. I, mean, I look, hope so. I hope you look so. at a guy like that, okay, a, guy, a family guy. 
a model, an actor, a guy who took up fighting seven years ago, uh, you know, a guy who doesn't do drugs, doesn't party. He's the guy I want in the UFC. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, girls are going to look at this kid and be like, oh, my God, uh, you know, they're going to get all wet and puddles. I'm telling you. So that, that whoever's listening to this, I know a lot of guys like there is a guy out there, but I hear all your fights. Are, are like wars. Like I hear you get hurt in every fight, and then you come back in every fight. It's a it's a a bad trend that I have going right now. It's weird because the beginning of my career, I guess it was you know as the levels get as the levels change. But in the beginning of my career, I never got hit. You know my my, my amateur debut was a 14 second knockout. My 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 pro debut was a 15 second knockout, and I didn't go past the first round for quite a while in my career. And as of the last couple of years, it's just I turned into this kind of dogfight kind of guy where I need to get hit, I need to get rocked, and I go into this like rocky mode where I just want to like you know, just just trade and slug it out. And it's it's not the best thing for my career. It's no, pretty definitely dangerous. not. Be careful with that, especially but- in the long run at the higher level. But. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not trying to do it, but it's just something that I have inside of me. I kind of, you know, I get hit, and I just, uh, I just, I want to show heart and everything. And uh, but it makes it makes exciting fights, so I'm, I'm ha- happy to do that. You know, absolutely. So uh, speaking of exciting fights, we have a kid, uh, a kid. He, got, you know, uh, a man that we're gonna call Anthony Burchek, who is on a, uh, he's 11 and one. He he's got a crazy, crazy great wrestling credentials, and he's fighting. Uh, on two weeks' notice, at UFC 177. So we're going to talk to him. He was in MF, MFC three weeks ago, and he got canned because he couldn't get his like green card or something. Couldn't get into Canada. Something happened, and then the UFC signed him. So uh, And literally, I, I was there on Twitter when someone tweeted Dana White, you have to sign this kid. Dana tweets back, I'm going to check him out. Next day, the kid signed. So, Damn, uh, it happened like that. power wow. of social media. So let's, let's call Anthony right now. Hello? Anthony Burchak. What's going on? All right, so we have a, uh, the, a guy making his UFC debut. He's oh, at 11 and 1. He's fighting at UFC 177. Anthony Burchak, how are you, man? Good, man. How are you guys doing? Good. You're here with T Rex and Alan Juban. What up? What's up, man? I don't know if you saw Alan's fight. Uh, he got fight of the night last week. Yeah, man. He dropped my boy's ass. <laughs> That, yeah, nice job. Thanks a lot yeah. for dropping this voice set. <laughs> Good to meet hey, you. Hey, man, I, let me tell you something, though, dude. Active TV fighters really kill it when they step in the scene in the UFC, man. It's yeah. just, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, true, man, true. Yeah, so I know, Anthony, now you were, uh, three weeks ago, you were in the MFC. Uh, what happened? You couldn't get into Canada, and then they dropped you, and then you're in the no, UFC? No, 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 no. See, and, and I, love how, I love how leaving the MFC is, is always so messy, because... You know, you saw you know you saw Eddie Alvarez get released yesterday, and and Coker was like, you know what, this is, you know, we're just looking for you know the most amicable way possible to end it, you know, and and Eddie was gone, and and now he signed and fighting Cerrone, and with me it was my, you know, I got injured uh, back in April, I didn't hear from Mark Pavlich from April to July fifth, which was five days before my contract was up. So on the day my contract was up, we sent him an email saying, you know, it's been nice, it's been fun, you know, and, uh, you know, from here on out, we're going to start entertaining other offers. You know, uh, you're absolutely under contract with MFC, you're stuck with an, an injury clause, and I'm, I'm like, no. So, you know, I had to get a lawyer, and lawyers started talking to lawyers and stuff like that, and, and uh, 
not only once, twice did the MFC print something that was not completely accurate about the situation. The first was about my injury. Uh, they said I had a significant lower body injury. So, like, people were calling me, being like, hey, man, how's your knee? How's your knee? And I'm like, dude, I don't have a, I don't have a knee problem. Like, I don't know why they wrote that. Secondly, now they tell, you know, they're saying everything about, you know, oh, his passport, you know, his visa status. And I got Sean Shelby texting me like, hey, man, what the hell's up with your, you know, why can't you get into Canada? Why can't you get in? You know, and it was like, it was more of a headache than it would just have been, you know, the contract was up, that's it, that's that. You know what I'm saying? All right, cool. Yeah, I was, I was, I was wondering. I'm like, what the hell did he do not to get into Canada? He seemed like a nice, upstanding citizen. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you know what? Like, the, the worst thing about Canada is, you know, Pavlich told me he got a guy in with, like, gun charges, but anybody with uh, a DUI or, like, child support can't get in. Yeah. 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 How, so I was how like, dare so you can get a guy in the gun charges, but he owes his mom, you know. A thousand bucks, and he's not getting in. That's great. Now, by the way, now I met Anthony uh, on Twitter. He started following me. He was laughing at some jokes. I invited him to my comedy show. He comes uh, with his wife, who's also a fighter, uh, and she's a fighter and also your manager, correct? Yes, sir. And she has a whole management company. Uh, she seemed like this badass. Now, she started off, I was reading about her last night. She was a, a, a ring girl who became a fighter who's now a manager. Yeah, man, she, she's been in the industry forever. She's been, she started off as a ring girl when she was 19. You know, then she started doing a sponsorship attainment for a, a local company here called World Fighting Federation. You know, she would go out and get the sponsors for, for the cage and stuff. And uh, that's actually how we met because I was like, trolling her on Facebook. I was like, who the F are you? Like, why do you have such cool tickets? And why do you think you're the... She's like, shut the hell up. You know, I do this, that, and the other. And, and we had a blossoming relationship from, from there on out. She's, she's really cute. Uh, and Dan, do you guys have crazy athlete sex? Uh, it seems like you guys would have crazy... <laughs> you got to, man. You know, we got four kids. I mean, we... Yeah, join the club. Wait, you have four kids? Yeah, man. I got a... Well, two of them are stepkids, and then I have two sons, so... I got a 15-year-old, and I got an 11-year-old, and I got a 6-year-old, and then I got Jet, who is uh, just turning 11 months. Now, yeah, the one that I met was that that little baby was the cutest baby I've ever seen in my entire life. I've actually got, <laughs> I've actually gotten pussy from your picture of your baby, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's, that's a, he's a wingman. He doesn't even know it. Yeah, your baby got the assist, by the way. So, so, so. awesome. No, thank you. Now, now I was I was looking up some of your stats. Now you were. Uh, in high school, your record was 140 wins and 30 losses. You were a three-time state medalist and state runner-up in 2003, a two-time AAU All-American in Greco and freestyle. You were the Greco-Roman state championship four times in a row and the freestyle championship three t- consecutive times. You have some wrestling background, man. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You know, and, and it just seemed like in high school, I could just never put it together. You know what I mean? I was <laughs> what? too busy, yeah, right. you know, distracted and doing shit. You know what I mean? Like, wait, are you kidding? Trying to introduce? <clears throat> no, I'm serious. Like, I, I, I was, I was actually my uncle. Both my uncles were uh, the first, and then the third state champion for my high school uh, to to kick off the wrestling program. And I was picked. Me and my other little brother were picked it to to win it four times, and. Uh, so when I came into high school, you know, it was all this hype about me winning it four times and this and that and the other. I didn't, I didn't even win the high school state champion once. Like, it, it was, it, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I remember one, I, and this is like, I was dating this girl 
and seeing this other girl on the side, they both come to the state wrestling tournament. I introduce them to each other. And that's the kind of shit I put myself through, you know, when I had like a giant match coming up in about 15 minutes. So. Wow. I wasn't the brightest. You're like you know, the, you're, uh, you're like you're like the high school rampage. You were like yeah. a mini rampage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was it, you know and it was just little distractions like that 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 kept me from, you know, from actually putting a bunch of stuff together and and but I think if I if I would have won it four times, I would have been complacent in life now, you know what I mean? Uh I think not winning a Arizona high school state championship um really left a bad taste in my mouth and that that leads to you know the amount of drive and determination that I have currently. Nice. Did your uh, did your uncles dog you out for not winning one time? Oh, absolutely, bro. <laughs> and then and then my little brothers do win it. One one wins it once, and the other one wins it two times. So and you're I'm, the, like, only the only one in the UFC with, with, a, with a high school state championship. Wait, is that why on, on Twitter I go? Does anybody have any questions? People are like ask him why he's not the best wrestler in his, in his like family. Yeah, that's my <laughs> that's my douchebag little brother, and he's not even little. He's giant. He's like. <laughs> And, 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 he's like Ryan Bader size, dude. He's huge. Does your brother fight as well? Uh, he wants to, but he's um, he just transferred. He was uh, the middle linebacker at Eastern Washington University. Uh, I don't know. You know how Boise Boise State has the blue field? Yeah. Eastern the Washington Smurf turf. has like a giant red AstroTurf field. Wow. So he just transferred back to Arizona from there uh, to fix his grades and stuff and, and try to get a better position when he goes back. So. He's, he was a he was a phenomenal wrestler. He was a national champion wrestler. Uh, actually, he won nationals multiple times. He was a state champion, uh, and like his senior year, he was going into the state finals, forty-seven and zero, and he had already signed his football scholarship. And he said he felt a tweak in his knee, and he just called the match right there. He was like, he's like, I, he's like, I like wrestling, but I really, really, really love football, and I'm not about to sacrifice that. For probably, that. He probably also likes eating. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but but that that's you have a, you have some family now. You got a fight coming up. You, you took it on two weeks' notice in the UFC. Uh, now, how did that feel, by the way, getting that phone call to be in the UFC? Oh, dude, it's so surreal. You know, I've been waiting for that phone to ring and ring and ring, and it's like, you know, with with every fight passing, it's like, all right, maybe it'll ring this time. You know, the, the next fight passes, all right, well, hopefully it'll ring this time. You know, and and finally, it was just. The right timing, the right place, you know, my, uh, the gym we got going, you know, right combat is owned by, uh, Chris Carriasso, who's fighting Demetrius Johnson, uh, at UFC 178. You know, everybody's got fights in the gym right now. We got, you know, a guy fighting this weekend, Saturday, uh, here in Tucson. We got two guys fighting in Vermont next weekend, uh, the day before me, then I fight, and then Chris fights. So there's so much synergy going on in the gym right now that when I got the phone call, I just absolutely, absolutely said yes. I was like, everyone's getting ready for fights. I'm, I'm getting ready for fights. Let's do this. Oh, by the way, is Chris mad at me for the jokes I made about him? No, I don't even think, I, dude. He doesn't. He, I don't think he. Uh, I don't even think he knows who you are. Oh uh, <laughs> no, because no, he, 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 he follows me on Twitter, and then I said he has. He's, he's got an amazing vertical leap. He was able to jump past eight guys who are ranked ahead of him, and uh, <laughs> and then I, I asked him to be on the show, and he didn't respond. And I was like, oh man, I I, I, I tell him I would love to get him on the show because I I mean he's oh for sure, man. I, you know, and he's he's such a cool guy, dude. You know, I, I'm sure. I'm sure that shit doesn't bother him. You know, we you, the sport goes is you know we we bust each other's balls every day in the gym. I'm sure a little Twitter bust ball busting isn't <laughs> you know isn't rubbing him the wrong way. I hope he wins. I, I think now now the guy the guy that you're fighting, Joe Soto, uh, he was the first ever Bellator champion. 
he's only lost two fights, uh, and the fights that he lost to were Eddie Yagan and to Joe Warren. So he's only he's only lost to good guys. What do you know about Joe Soto? How are you preparing for this guy? You know, I, I've uh, I've watched the I've watched the Joe Warren fight. Uh, I've watched the Eddie Yagan fight. You know, and and uh, Joe Soto is just one of the most durable. Uh, straightforward wrestlers and and tough grapplers that that I've ever seen in the sport, you know. And he reminds me of like a, a little Tito Ortiz, like he loves to get in the guard and just pound you out, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I've been preparing, you know, just staying basic, man. You know, he's a he's a good solid wrestler. It's not anything that I haven't seen in the last 20 years of wrestling. Um, you know, I don't expect him to come out and you know throw any wild spinning back shit or you know anything crazy out of the norm. But you know, who knows? It's uh, you know, the sport, like they say, any given Saturday, right? So I've just been uh, staying basic, staying technical, and uh, really just working on my gas tank, man. Now, is there a lot of pressure? I know uh, I know that also for Alan. I know is there, is there a lot of pressure for you guys because it's not like you guys had, you know, two years and you're already in and you're like, you know, whatever. You guys are young guys. You know, you have four kids. Uh, you know, Alan's been doing this for, you know, you're 30, 30 years old, right? I mean, you're 32. 32. Is there a lot of pressure sometimes to go, okay, I have to look really good in this fight. It's my first fight where you kind of feel like in some ways you could overdo it and think too much and put too much pressure on yourself? Absolutely, man. You know, the, the, the quote that I read yesterday was, if there is no enemy within, the enemy outside cannot harm you. And I take that as you are your own biggest, you know, opponent. Your, your worst enemy is yourself. So if you're, if you're comfortable with yourself and, and you're not overthinking this sport, we, we just had this conversation this morning at training. It's just fucking fighting. Don't overthink it. You know what I mean? It, it's, you step in the cage. You do have a game plan, you know, but at the end of the day, it's just fighting. You know, so that that's something that I, I talked to, you know, with my with my corner last night. He goes, you're trying to be so perfect and you're you're trying to do this, do that. And he goes, you don't have to be perfect right now. You just have to whoop Joe Soto's ass. <laughs> like, well, A lot easier said I, than done. OK. He, all right. I got you. So, you know, there's absolutely times where you get in your own head and, and you you almost are overproductive. You can overtrain. You can overthink the sport. And uh, that's when you make mistakes. Right. That's true. Did you uh, did you sign a multi fight contract or is it like? Is yes, sir. They 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 picked me up for a four fight deal. Nice. Now nice. your now your wife being your manager, like so when you bust on her, does she take fifteen percent? <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> Damn. She wow. takes it all, man. She, she, she takes, takes it, it all. <laughs> That's awesome. By the way, I like your wife a lot. She's uh she's awesome. She seems like a really really. Hey, you cool know what? Chick. I was so scared because the the day we walked in, the night we walked in to uh, to watch your show. She had this super, and I was like, leaving the hotel room, I was like, God damn it. I look at her, she's got this dress on, you know, seven-eighths of her tits are out, and I'm just like, <laughs> seven-eighths. we're going to sit, we're going to sit in, in a comedy show, and I'm sure Adam's just going to rip into why my girl's tits are hanging out. Seven-eighths, that's hilarious. She did have nice tits, I'm not going to lie. Your wife had- My <laughs> God. <laughs> hey, you and, you and Matt Hughes agree, man, because I guess- she went to uh, get a drink at the bar, and like Matt turned to the right, and they're both probably each of them are about the size of his head and about the same height. So he like turned and was like, "Holy shit!" And like she's, she goes, I, "I didn't know what to do. I caught Matt Hughes off guard, so I just got my drinks and scampered off." Oh my god! Like, but that 
she's like, that's all the validation I need right there. Matt Hughes is like her biggest crush. So <laughs> Matt, like, Matt, he stared at my he stared at my tits and I ran off. Matt Hughes, uh, Matt Hughes looked at her tits and found Jesus again. That's uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Now, uh, hey man, listen, I, I I'm I'm definitely rooting for you and uh, I'm a big fan. And I'm I'm proud of you, man. It just shows that you just you keep doing it, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Eventually, shit's gonna happen for you. Uh, Alan, you just had your first fight. He's got his first fight in two weeks. What advice would you give this kid? Uh, well, I mean, he already said that he's training with a bunch of guys. He got a great team, guys with experience already putting good knowledge in his head. But yeah, I mean, just coming off of my debut, uh, I, uh, one thing that I that I really enjoyed about the UFC. I don't know if I have any any tips for you, but you know, we're used to fighting on the smaller shows uh, that were preparing us, but in on Access TV, where you're kind of sitting in the back, you hear the bass, you hear the crowd, but you don't know what's going on. It almost brings more tension you know makes you more nervous but the one thing that i really enjoyed about the ufc is you're sitting in the room with a big flat screen tv in front of you watching everything as it as it's transpiring as it's going on and you know that made me kind of feel like i was sitting at a bar with my friends watching the fight and it really took the edge off and and by the time it was go time i was i was pumped up man so i think you're going to enjoy that i think you're going to really like yeah you're going to like being able to watch your fights live as they happen have Joe Silva come in the back room. Well, he's he's actually the, he's uh, the first fight though. He's the first fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, either I'm the way, first you'll fight on Fox Sports One. So <laughs> okay, well you'll get to be seeing lights dancing around the right. The, right. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get to see the broadcast leading up to it, I guess. Not, but yeah, it was cool, man. I really enjoyed it having Joe and Dana come in the room and tell you know telling us guys go get that money, go get that money. Don't don't go out there and leave it to the judges. Um, it really pumped me up, man. And I know we both come from an Access TV background, like you were saying, and uh, it helped, man. It helped with my transition. So uh, best of luck to you, man. I'll be rooting for you as well. Cool, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the advice, dude. My pleasure. And, and Adam, thank you so much, man. Because you know, you you said, hey, uh, I'm gonna start, you know, my little my little Twitter uh, campaign for you because because people tend to listen to me. And I was like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Like, but dude, you you did it, man. You were like legitimately got my name out there. I think that that you know tweet that you put out there got you know a bunch of favorites, bunch of retweets. And uh, shortly after was when when Sean Shelby called me. So I got to thank you for your support, man, and the exposure that you gave me and my family. Oh, dude, my pleasure, man. My He's pleasure. Making right dreams now. come true. You're like I, the Make a Wish Foundation for fighters. Dude, I, I, you just humbled him. Well, my pleasure, man. I, I can't wait to watch you. Uh, I, I, after you win, I want you to thank MMA Roasted. That's all you have to do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, now, now, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at MMA, Instagram the same thing at MMA. and uh, my my Facebook fan page is only like ten or twenty away from uh, fifteen hundred fans. So if you guys go Facebook.com backslash Anthony Burchak. How do you spell uh, on Burchak? B i r c h a k. Okay. Cool. Well, well, good luck, man. We're all gonna be rooting for you, and uh, and give your best to my wife and her huge breath. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Later, man. Good luck, man. Good luck. All right. So we, we're uh, we're waiting for um, we're, we're waiting for Kevin Randall to pick up. In the meantime, we're gonna keep going on with the podcast. Hopefully, Kevin will be on next week. I spoke to Daniel Cormier. He'll be on next week with us. So if not, we'll have Cormier and Lombard on next week. We'll be an epic podcast. In the meantime, we got Alan Jaban and Anthony Burchak. So we got the, the up and comers, the future of the UFC, which is kind of cool. Uh, a couple things we could talk about. Uh, Hector Lombard yesterday changed his name to Showweather. Uh, one word. Showweather. Showweather. Uh, oh, it's like Showtime and Mayweather. Yeah, I don't know. I guess because he says he'll show up in any weather. 
But I think all the fights are indoors, right? He'll so show up in any weather. <laughs> that's how he talks, too. He doesn't conjugate anything. He's yeah. like, show weather. I, yeah. I don't think anyone, everyone was too scared to tell him that's not a real word. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not telling him that. I don't get a show weather. But I think it's like a name of a clothing brand, too, show weather. But I, I think that he has to say show weather. What's your nickname, by the way? Brahma. 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 Yeah, like Brahma like a Bull. Brahma Bull. I thought exactly. they said drama. Drama. No, no, not drama. Yeah. Brahma. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's some good nicknames and there's some like strange nicknames. Like, uh, you know, uh, like did, did, I, I like the uh, there's a guy in England named the Cheesecake Assassin. I think that's a that's probably my favorite one. But uh, the Cheesecake Assassin. <laughs> the Cheesecake Assassin. Truthful. I like that. You know. Is that, uh, that Ramsey Moore? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, please. Yeah. Think a name that no one's gonna know. Any uh, obscure reference? So, uh, what do you think about the Ice Bucket Challenge? By the way. Uh, I heard that the guy that started that whole thing died. By getting the challenge? I don't know if he's oh. the challenge. Oh, no, that's not happening. It's, 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 not, it's a rumor. According like a to hoax. Evan, that, that, that didn't happen. Beardo said that's not happening. No, it didn't happen. It was um, one of his close friends who also uh, kind of like helped get it like hyped up and get the challenge right. like, rolling just in general. Did he die from the ice bucket challenge? Like, hypothermia? Hyped, hyped, hyped no, he or? drowned. He drowned? Yeah. <laughs> doing the ice bucket challenge. He, drowned doing he actually did bucket. drown, not doing the ice bucket challenge. Wow. <laughs> but... Well, I mean, died like a diving accident, no, right? The guy who started Pete Freights is still alive and there's still a funny has like there's a funny meme going around where the guy the, the little kid there's, there's a little black kid that has a really the priceless face. He's like, man, you're trying to tell me oh, that yeah. as a challenge, uh, uh, he goes, you you he's like, you're wasting perfectly <laughs> clean water, water right. uh, to, to 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 not to give not money to charity, to charity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and that, that's a help. And this part of me kind of feels that way. Is that it's it's not even like I understand like people saying, well, it's raising awareness. Okay, but you can't pay your rent in awareness. Right. And if I'm in, I'm I am aware that I owe this money. If, I, if, I, if I'm in the hospital and the bill comes, okay, I go, hey, I'm aware of the money, you know. But at, at the same time, they're saying that it's raised like 13 million, where it's right, normally right. 1.6 million. So right. it's a good thing. It's a it's a good thing. It's definitely working. But there are a lot of douches online doing it. Like I challenge you, and you're like, like they're kind of ruining the whole thing. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine did it back in Maryland, and his was terrible. And like he just got lambasted. Like everybody was like, "I'd rather have ALS than watch you do that again." <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, he he was he's in his wife beater, and he's standing in his tub. And for me, if you're gonna do that, you have to be like fully clothed in your regular clothes. Don't go like go to a swimming suit, mm-hmm. you know. And he's in his in his tub, and he takes like like literally a pot of water, and like puts like ten ice cubes in it, and dumps a pot on his head. And he was like, oh, that sucks so bad. All right, I challenge so-and-so. Oh and I was like, nigga, you threw a margarita on your head. <laughs> well, last night uh, I put on Twitter, like, the MMA people that were doing the Ice Bucket Challenge. And people had some really, really funny ones. I'll, right. I'll like, read some. I said that Tito Ortiz did it and got the bucket stuck on his head. <laughs> and then I said Dominic Cruz did it and injured himself while doing it. Uh, John Dawson did it with a, a, a Dixie cup. Uh, Dana White did it and then cut Jake Shields. Uh, then someone wrote, Roy Nelson drank the ice. And then Bobby Green talked to the ice bucket for 15 minutes. Uh, Dana White said that Askren can only do it in Singapore. Somebody wrote, Vitor Belfort failed the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> that, that could be my favorite one. Uh, Uriah Faber gave the thumbs up and Herb Dean stopped the challenge. I like that one. Someone said John Jones did it and then deleted it. I actually wrote, Pat Cummings did it and used the ice to fill up the coffee machine. That's funny. Uh, or the, uh, the ice frappuccino. frappuccino. Yeah. Uh, someone said John Dawson did it and drowned. Uh, Chet Congo did it and used a condom to have sex with Kim Kardashian. 
The ice bucket, like he put the ice bucket over his cock. <laughs> that was mine. That was, I thought that was clever. Somebody said Tim Means did it and knocked out himself because he, he slipped in a sauna. Tim Means did that. Uh, Nate Diaz did it, didn't donate, and demanded more money. <laughs> uh, someone says Nick Diaz didn't show up. Uh, Rashad Evans refused to take it because him and the, the, him and the bucket were teammates. <laughs> uh, someone said Roy Nelson did the KFC bucket challenge. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good one for Daniel Cormier too. <laughs> Somebody a Popeyes challenge. A Popeyes challenge. Uh, Overeem injured the ice bucket. Uh, Steve Mazagati took a point away because it hit him in the back of the head. <laughs> That's a pretty clever. Yeah. Uh, Frankie Edgar lost split decision to the ice bucket. Uh, someone said Gray Maynard uh, passed out once water dropped his head. <laughs> Or dropped on his head and then someone wrote Vanderlei Silva ran away from the challenge <laughs> so very creative ones uh, some of them really made me laugh uh, someone said BJ Penn did it failed and then blamed it on Mike Dolce <laughs> So uh, th th those were some things that were, I was actually laughing throughout the night. Uh, so thank you, people on Twitter, for for keeping me laughing. Uh, which I mean, I, I honestly that that happens. Um, uh, Fra speaking of Gray Maynard, though, there's a a guy who I think should stop fighting. Um, Gray Maynard, at one point, was you know one of the top three guys in the weight class, top two. Uh, he's yeah, a beast. He just got embarrassed the other night. But it's the third time in a row he's gotten knocked out. First by T.J. Grant, he got stopped by Nate Diaz. Russ Pearson, uh, Russ Pearson now stopped him. Uh, at, like, at what point, Alan? Like, do you, you're a fighter? Do you see these guys at the gym that don't have it anymore? Like, is is it their trainer's responsibility? Yeah, it's it's the people around you. Hopefully, you have good people around you. And uh, all in all, at the end of the day, I think he knows. You know, I mean, he'll he'll make that decision. I don't I don't know where he stands with it right now. Um, you don't want to see guys starting to get hurt and get knocked out, knocked out and stuff. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Andre Oslowski, a couple years ago, he was getting knocked out like crazy. Then he kind of made a comeback, and he kind of proved some people wrong. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I was uh, I, I was there that night, obviously, fighting. And um, Did you see Gray backstage did, uh, afterwards? Uh, I don't I don't remember talking to him after. after. He's, uh, we, we, we spoke briefly before, you know, and kind of wished each other luck, and he seemed very, very pumped up and very eager for the challenge. Um, but yeah, unfortunately it didn't go his way. So hopefully he's got good people around him, um, helping him make that decision, you know, because sometimes fighters, you know, they don't know when to t throw in the towel, uh, the towel. So, you know, hopefully he has somebody at home and uh, good coaches that help him make that decision. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and that's, those are the guys that are too tough for their own good. And I also think there's a responsibility amongst other leagues, like world series of fighting, Bellator, RFA, you know, MFC, uh, to not sign these guys. Granted, a guy like Gray Manor is going to bring people into it. They're going to be going to bring money into your organization. He's, he's a name, and a guy and a, a victory over Gray Maynard is going to mean a lot to some people. But at what cost? And uh, yeah, people, well, business is business, and if he doesn't sign with me, he's going to sign with someone else. Bullshit. Eventually, you have to say, all right, you know what, guys, there needs to be some kind of union amongst owners which will never happen but or some kind of agreement where like look when a guy loses three fights we, we can't sign him if he wants to go to an indian casino and keep fighting and, and or a native american <laughs> casino that's uh -huh. that's on him but uh you know or enough is enough brain scans on these guys to see if there's like any like irreversible damage that they've sustained over the years and and it's, it's getting worse than just like dude you need to stop now yeah, and we're not gonna we're not gonna license you or sanction this. Did you see the uh, the uh, Ryan Bader fight against OSP or OSP's corner? That shit was boring. It was boring. But did you see the the, the backhand? OSP. Well, yeah, he was like, oh, like, this, like yeah. no, OSP's corner. Bang. One guy was talking to OSP. 
The other corner guy started talking, and the corner guy hit the other corner guy. Like, shut up, and backhand, like, bitch slapped him. Oh, I didn't him. see that. Yeah. I, I heard about that. I didn't see it yet either. It was unbelievable. He landed more strikes than OSP during the fight. <laughs> it was uh, it was crazy. I never seen a corner guy punch another corner guy. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I think you should fire your corner also. If you're OSP and your corners are hitting each other. Slapping each other like the three stooges. Yeah, it's time to say, you know what, maybe this is <laughs> maybe not my... Uh, but, uh, you know, a guy like... Uh, look. People got upset about they're like boring, you know, blah blah blah. That to me, Ryan Bader fought the perfect fight because when he stands there and trades, he gets knocked out. He got knocked out by Machida. He got knocked out by uh, 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 Glover. Uh, Tito. He got knocked. He got he got stopped by Tito. He got dropped by Tito. He's not a guy who can take a punch. He can take a punch, but not as well as other guys. So uh, him, yeah, but OSP couldn't put two punches together to save his life. This dude was like just one and done for. Well, that's what happens when you have a guy with no wrestling experience versus a guy who's an all-American wrestler. Uh, right. Uh, and, and a guy who, I mean, it, 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 you you can you can make up for it with the right training, but you have to bring in all-American wrestlers who are going to do it, who are just going to try to take you down all the time, because he wasn't able to stop. Uh, Ryan Bader's takedowns. So how many did he get? Like ten or eleven? He got he got a lot. Yeah, it was crazy because I think going into the fight he had never been taken down or only OSP. Been, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got takedown defense. And then and I then think gets that mopped. was Ryan Bader's highest percentage of takedowns. Uh, well, that, well, I'm happy that Bader's. That's a good strategy for him, and I think he should keep doing that until someone can stop his takedowns because because yeah. you know he's not Ryan Bader Ali. He's he's not <laughs> a boxer, and. To me, it's like go with what got you there. Some of these wrestlers, you know, right. they say that wrestlers have really they got they you know when they learn to fall in love with their striking because they could punch really hard. They have really good punching power comes from the hips, and they have really good striking. But a lot of these guys then they abandon all wrestling. You see it all the time, and it's it's a quick way to lose. Um, Sarah McMahon, on the other hand, uh, in her fight against Lauren Murphy. Uh, you know, it just shows you how good Ronda Rousey is because Sarah McMahon. That was a pretty boring fight. I like Sarah McMahon. I I, I think she's an amazing person. She, there was the fight was a lot closer than she should have, but all she used was her wrestling. She didn't use her striking at all. Um, and, and some some you could argue that Lauren won. Uh, you know, I was happy Sarah won. It was a pretty close fight. Sarah blames that that the, the canvas was sandy. Uh, you were on the canvas. Was it sandy? Yeah, I read something about. Fighters being unhappy with the canvas. That was my first UFC fight, so I don't have any references, but I thought it was, I mean. Was it like the beach out there? I don't understand. What, what's going on <laughs> with Sandy? I, 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 I thought it was fine, man. I thought it felt good. Uh, uh, Tim Boach won. That was crazy. Yeah, I, I, dude, I thought he was done for. We all thought that, you know, but uh, it just shows you. Like, also that home field advantage. Yeah. Tim Boach is fighting in Maine. Right. right. He's from Maine. You know, when you have the whole state behind you, and that's where you're from. You're gonna get up for that fight. Co-main event, yeah, everything. So uh, this this week, um, there's uh, we'll talk about the fights coming up this week since Kevin Random is not getting back to me. Uh, this week, Michael Bisbing is taking on Kung Lee. I don't know if you've seen a picture. Dude, have you seen what Kung Lee looks like? Yeah. Jesus Christ. There's no. Uh, what? Never mind. Stocky, okay. big. No. He's here, ripped. Here, we'll show you a picture. Up. Yeah, he's shredded. Yeah, and like, it's. I saw him at Russell Peters' house. He just showed up at Russell Peters' house. He looked like Kim Jong Il. And now, now he showed no, up. No, I tweeted picture. you that. I tweeted you that picture. That was the picture I sent you, right? Right. Uh, see if you could show Alan. Yeah, there's a picture of Kung Lee now that, um, you know. To anybody saying That's that a recent picture. this is a recent picture, wow. I don't know if you've seen Jacked, this picture, man. but 
Look, it seems that all of Bisbing's opponents have tested positive for some kind of banned substance. Uh, everyone that he he has lost to, uh, not all of his opponents. If you look at Chael, let's let's assume Chael was on stuff. I think he was uh, it was on TRT back then. Belfort has failed his dr- drug test. Who else did he? Uh, Chael, Belfort. Um, what are some other guys that beat Bisbing? Uh, Vanderlei. Uh, who um, ran away from his, his his drug test? But at the time, we don't know if he was on something. Well, it looks like uh, Kung Lee has has. Uh, I, I can't yeah. accuse anybody of anything. Okay, I'm not here to to make assumptions. But if you look at the before and after of Kung Lee, this is ridiculous. He's full, what, 42 years old. He looks like he should be in that Pumping Iron documentary. <laughs> He's huge. Man, let's striated. hope not. God, if he, if he gets popped, that would just, it's not a good time right now. He may now. pop, like literally just pop. Like you could go, <laughs> like, Popped out of his skin. I mean, and, and, and so, like somebody said the guys aren't even trying to hide it anymore. And uh, if you look at, there's a before and after that I post on my Instagram page. That's all the sport Adam needs comedian. is like one more main event or, you know, like yeah, main was- card a uh, fight to be canceled because someone gets busted for steroids or some kind of pee. I mean, you, I mean, you're a pretty ripped guy, but you're not you, like you this. You can tell ripped. that he's natural, though. I mean, if you look at the bef- the uh, before and after. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, I'm a fan of Kung Lee, but Kung Lee, but looking at this picture, and not, <laughs> not only is he ripped, but I mean, he looked like he put on 15 yeah, like, pounds of muscle. Jesus, look at his chest. I mean, That's is it ridiculous. is there any way that you can get that naturally at 41? I mean, you being an athlete and. Man, I <laughs> I hope so. I hope I can continue to. Wow, uh, have you seen that picture? I mean, wow. you saw the before and after. Yeah, I saw it. Because we're not here to make look. We can't accuse people of anything, and that's not my job. It just seems like if I was Bisbing, I'd be like, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> hey, man, you can do some right. wild, wild stuff with a good photo editor and the, and a decent background in Photoshop. So you think that that's that's not really him? Oh, it's definitely him. I'm just saying, you can make a guy look a lot better just by doing some retouching. You think they, they retouched that? Retouching? Oh, they, they, yeah. That, if that was part of like a, a shoot he was doing, that was 100% got retouched. I'm not saying right. what, like, what, that's the, why. What, but the, the 9,000 veins and the, the, the chest that comes out of nowhere? He, he looks Trust like me, the Incredible you can, Hulk. you can make certain aspects of a person pop really easy with, with a decent guess, photo editing back. The only thing he's going to be popped off is roids. I mean, this is like <laughs> this is ridiculous. Anyway. I was so, playing devil's advocate over here. Yeah. Well... I don't know if you're you're his like dealer, but so who do you like in this fight? Well, after seeing that picture, (laughs) (laughs) um, damn, that's a good question, man. This is a tough one. I think I'm gonna go with Kung Lee on this one, only because he's so unorthodox and he throws those crazy ass wheel kicks, and um, and that picture. I mean, if he's gonna come in looking like that damn picture, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Bisbee might shit his pants. Bisbing actually, I'm fighting that guy? Bisbing actually tweeted the other day, uh, Kung Lee shaves his legs and posted a picture of him shaving, shaving his leg, of him having shaved legs. Like, really? So then I wrote, well, well uh, Bisbing, you, you, sh- you shave your vag. But he didn't actually get back to me on that one. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, who do you like in this fight? I don't know, man. Uh, uh, Kung Lee's kind of been out for a while um, doing the movies. Bisbing's been out for a while with the uh, injured... I so it's kind of like neither of them really have a momentum thing going so it's kind of up in the air but I think I mean looking at that picture uh, and knowing the striking of Kung Lee right. Bisbing's got to be thinking play a smart fight just get the W we'll do something spectacular later so I mean if Bisbing plays the, the good footwork boxing game that he's known for and gets the takedowns which he does have very uh, good wrestling he could get on top of Kung Lee and uh, maybe grind out a victory 
I'm picking Bisping in this fight. I just think Kung Lee took two years off, and I think I think those steroids are going to wear off after one round. I want Bisping I, to wear. I, 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 I do. I, I don't think that that's good for cardio, uh, but, you know, it would suck. It's definitely I, not. It, it, and it seems like the, the guys that Bisping loses to are, like, wrestlers or just genetic freaks, which mm-hmm. I guess Kung Lee has now joined that, that like, you know. But uh, I, I don't see Kung Lee wrestling him. Right. And um, it also seems like Kung Lee sometimes in bigger fights seems to not step up, up to the challenge. You know, the, he, 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 he lost to Vanderlei and I don't know. I just, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picking, uh, I'm picking Bisbing in that one. Kung, Kung Lee is uh Southpaw, correct? Oh no. Yeah. He's, well, he's got some strange stance. Uh, yeah. You think he switches? I remember it Kung Lee back in the day, I used to watch him on Strike Force back when it was like on NBC at like right. midnight and he would do some kind of scissor, some kind of, but it was like some strange fighting where only he knew the rules. Right. It was Sancho. Like, <laughs> Sancho. Yeah. And these guys would, would step in and they obviously had no idea what they Beat were doing. The shit out of them. Yeah. He would just throw them around, but it was not, it was sort of not fair because <laughs> right. these guys would just get in some kind of weird position for Kung Lee to throw you. I was yeah, like, this is- no, you're right because I think most of the guys that he fought were like traditional kickboxers and they didn't really know that in San Show you could uh, take guys down and he would just, yeah, he would. It, it was unbelievable but it was at the him. same time I'm like, well, why don't, why don't they just fight regularly or with regular rules as opposed to like the rules that he just made up. I mean, I mean I'm trying to make him up but it looked that way. All of a sudden the guy's starting with like some kind of like downward dog position and Kung Lee just throws him. I'm like, that's how you start it? This makes no fucking sense. But yeah, Kung Lee, Kung Lee I wish that Kung Lee in his prime would have been in the UFC because it seemed like Absolutely. although at the same, maybe he's hitting puberty now based on that picture uh now tyron woodley versus don kim uh, this is gonna be uh it's gonna be a good fight um i'm i'm hoping that tyron, tyron. woodley wins i i like tyron a lot he's a friend of mine he's a great dude um and uh if i look at don kim's last couple fights you know his last fight he, he, did, he looked really good against hathaway who i've never really been that sold on but the fight before that, he was getting killed by Eric Silva and just landed that that crazy punch. Uh, he beat Sear Batazara. Sear didn't seem to show up for that fight. Woodley, you know, is coming off a tough loss against Roy McDonald, where he just got dominated. Before that, he beat he beat Kos, he beat Koscheck and knocked him out. I think Woodley catches him. The only thing about Woodley that I noticed is that he's a very small head in person. He has a very <laughs> his head is not very big. That's the, that's the one thing I would say going against him in this fight. He has a very a tiny head. But, uh, <laughs> but I like Woodley. I like his wife. I lo- his wife is awesome. They came to the show and I said that he he came all over her breasts and it was like putting milk on her cocoa puffs and and then the next day they tweeted me going going uh, he put milk on my cocoa puffs. Was, uh, that's our new nickname. A beautiful family and he's a great guy and. He, He's such a good guy. So I'm, I'm picking Tyron in this fight. Who are you picking? I'm going with Woodley as well for all the same reasons. Um, you know, not as he just a good friend of mine, but also he's he's got a work ethic that I think is uh, second to none. And uh, and he's hungry. Yeah. yeah. I kind of agree on that. Uh, I think, yeah, Woodley's going to want to get back in the, li- in, 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 in the limelight. And uh, I think he just might be able to overpower uh, – Kim. So we'll Kim's going to have the uh, the home field advantage. It's, it's in China, and what, what oh, Kim, Kim is uh, he's, 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 he's Korean. He's Korean, but they're still going to root for him, no? Because <laughs> <laughs> their eyes look the same. No, I, no, I'm not saying that. But don't you think the Korean guy is going to root for the uh, the Chinese going to root for the Korean guy? I mean, no, it's, it's over the black guy. Yeah, over the. I mean, come on, let's let, let's be honest. Not because their eyes look the same. I don't think they look the same actually. But still, I don't. Come on, because their eyes really. That's what. That's your. Well, I mean. I- <laughs> 
<laughs> I know a redneck who thinks that all Asians are Chinese. They just live in different places. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I don't think that. But listen, but don't you think they're going to root for him? Of course. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, that's, that's why he's on the card. I'm yeah, sure. come on. Let's, let's just call a spade a spade. But I, I don't think... Hey, that, wait a minute. What are you trying to say? You calling Tyron Woodley a spade now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, jive turkey. Look, I mean, how how far are we going back with this? Come on, give me a break. Jive, jive, jive turkey. Jive turkey. <laughs> All right, so um, Henderson also on the same day. That's gonna air at three o'clock in the morning. That fight or six o'clock in the morning on Fight Pass. That uh, UFC live from Macau. Uh, but then the next day uh, on Saturday from Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's Ben Henderson versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Good fight right there, man. Great fight. Uh, you know, Dos Anjos is coming off a win against Don Cerrone. Actually, against Jason High. He beat Cerrone. He beat Dunham. He, he lost to Khabib. Uh, That's his one loss in the last four fights. Not a bad guy to lose to, though. Bendo coming off a win against uh, against uh, Rustam. He beat Thompson. He, he lost to Anthony Pettis. And both these guys lost to the top guys. Uh, who do you think wins this fight? Going with Ben. Uh, no specific reason other than I like the guy and I think he's a beast. Wow, you are quite the analyst. <laughs> I'm, okay, a, I'm, so. I'm, a pun, I'm a pundit, man. That's what I do. Pun, you're <laughs> pundit. And you, Alan? Uh, this is a tough one. This is an exciting fight, though, man. This is like, uh, to me, kind of like a fighter's fight. I, I, uh, I'm a fan of both guys. They both bring it. They're both beasts. Uh, Dos Anjos, he's been doing a lot of training here in SoCal lately. He's kind of um, been at King's MMA working with Hafiel. Have you trained with him? Uh, and he's been coming to Black House a little bit. And uh, I haven't got the, ch- too, the chance too much to train with him sparring-wise. But he's come now and then, and I've trained alongside of him. And he's a beast, man. He brings it. Uh, so I'm excited for this fight. If I had to put my money on it, it's hard to bet against Henderson. Uh, I mean, it seems like he's only got that one person who has his number out there, and that guy has the belt around his waist. Yeah. So it's hard to go against Henderson. Although I, I honestly think Khabib beats everyone in that division, including Pettis. I hate to say it. I know mm-hmm. people are going to hate me for this, but uh, Khabib has just looked unbeatable. Khabib yeah. is an animal. I mean, yeah. literally, the guy fights bears. I, I, mean, <laughs> right. I mean, he's just uh, one of these guys. He's just He makes guys... Like Doña Dos Anjos look ordinary. Yeah, That's yeah. how good this guy is. Uh, I, I think no one wants to, except for you know uh, Cerrone. No one wants to fight him. By the okay, so I'm by the way for that fight. I am also picking Henderson. Um, I think I don't know why. I, it's a tough fight to call. I just feel like Ben Henderson's gonna win. He brings it. He brings uh, it. Every he's gonna fight, win a close right? decision. He's got this weird thing with Jesus where. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, can, I, can you say that? We, no, <laughs> he's got this he, weird thing. With not Jesus. weird thing with Jesus, but he's got this like belief, and, and he really believes. You just see some of these guys that go, you know, oh, I'm I'm all for Jesus, and they're out banging hookers and doing that mm-hmm. and doing. But he really, this guy practices what he preaches, and um, and he's one of these guys that is just uh, uh, extremely kind, but. Um, I'm, it, I, it's hard it, to explain. He has a superpower as well, and and that is that he doesn't get tired, and that's uh that's an amazing superpower to have, man. He goes the same speed the first round as the fi- uh, the fifth round, and um, he wears guys out, man. He just keeps coming and coming. Yeah, I would say weird thing with Jesus. I'm just saying that he right. he's he's definitely a guy. He's got that, this weird thing where he believes in this dude. No, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know how sometimes if you see these guys that they're 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 legit. They're legit, right. and, and 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 they they just live by a certain code, and I, I totally respect it because I don't, uh, and um, <laughs> because I'm like Jewish, but 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 even even so, so uh, Mike Pyle versus Jordan Maine. I'm looking forward to this fight. 
Uh, you know, it's Mike Pyle is a guy that everyone says is in the gym, the biggest beast ever. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Mike Pyle. He's a funny guy. He came to my show about two months ago in Vegas, and he's like, yeah, man. He, he He's like, I can't drink for the next two months. He's a disciplined guy. Um, he's got you know, beautiful wife, great kid, nice guy, cool as shit. Um, I don't know Jordan Maine. I have a funny story. We're going to have this guy on the podcast about Mike Pyle. I, I, I think I could tell the story. I'll tell the story. Uh, so um, the guy that's uh, John Wood. Who is now dating Jenna Jameson? Who's they're gonna be on a new show? Who's a trainer over at Syndicate? Nice guy comes to my show. Cool as shit. Just a really cool guy. So he was dating Amber Nicole, who uh, was a uh, ring girl, and they got they were getting divorced. They were married. They got divorced, and Amber put <laughs> this story is funny. Amber put all his stuff on Facebook. Like I'm having a fire sale. I'm selling. I'm selling like couches and and chairs and and all this stuff. So Mike Pyle calls John Wood. He's like, dude, your ex-wife is selling all your shit on Facebook for like $10 and $20. And Mike, and then he goes, Whoa, what do you mean? Because he's not allowed back in the house because they had some kind of thing or they couldn't go back in. Mm-hmm. And Mike goes, he goes, don't worry. I bought half of it. He goes, well, you're going to give it to me? He goes, he goes, no, it's, it's like mine. I actually bought it. <laughs> he says, right. So he said every time he goes to Pyle, it's like his best friend. Every time he goes to Pyle's house, he has to see his couch. <laughs> and it's like, he has to see his like cabinet and his bed. Pyle bought all his stuff <laughs> and kept it. An estate sale, yeah. yeah. How funny is that? That's what a, hilarious. What a dick, but what a hilarious story. So, uh, yeah, so I, I like Mike Pyle a lot. And it's going to be a good fight, though. Who do you like, Pyle or Maine? Mike Pyle, yeah. Uh, I, I saw I saw Jordan Mean get manhandled by uh, by Tyron Woodley back in Strike Force. Um, Jordan Mean's a beast, and he's a young kid from Canada or whatever. But I think that uh, Mike Pyle's uh, going to be unstoppable. The only thing about this fight uh, is that Pyle is thirty eight, and Mean is twenty four. So he's going to beat him like an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, this is my weight division, man. Let's see here. Uh, how long ago did this fight get announced? Because if if I could be wrong, but I think. Let's see. Mean was supposed to fight Brandon Thatch originally. And Pyle was supposed to fight Damian Maya, I think. Okay, okay. So they were both in training. That's what I was getting at. I didn't know if uh, Mike Pyle might have taken this fight on short notice. If that was the case, maybe. I mean, I heard he's a gym rat, like he said, so he's probably always in shape. But if he got it on short notice, maybe Mean had some kind of advantage. Uh, this is a tough one, man. I don't know. I'd have to see. Uh, but like you said, Pyle, Pyle, he, uh, he, he always brings it, man. I mean, like you said, he's a beast in the gym, not always in the cage, but he's a veteran and he probably pulls it out. All right, well, that's good. And then uh, some other guys that are fighting this week, I'm excited to watch uh, uh, Jerome Max Holloway. I love that kid. We had him on the show, and uh, he's a kid from Hawaii, young. He was, at one point, I think, like the, the youngest, youngest guy. In the, right. And I, I asked him uh, who he'd rather date, Ronda Rousey or Misha Tate, and he answered, he told me, I'd rather drown myself. Wow. <laughs> so, like, that was like the, <laughs> bold. <laughs> the stupid answer. Did you I don't, ask which, uh, which vag he'd rather drown himself oh, in? <laughs> I know, I didn't ask him that. I knew you were going there, too, as soon as you opened your mouth. Uh, Neil Magny is fighting. He's the guy that I went up to him and I said, Yo, I was roasting people and everyone was so nice to me at the, at the, uh, Expo. I'm like Neil Magny. Hey, I I wrote a joke about you. I'm like you're most likely to miss legs day at the gym. And he's like, huh? I'm like, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is really embarrassing. But this is his fourth fight this year. Wow, four yeah. fights, which is crazy. Uh, but you got you got to respect the guy. Ben Saunders is back. Uh, be. Talos Latis is fighting uh, Carmont, uh, which should be a good fight. Uh, Talos Latis is a guy who I remember. Talk about a guy who's been up and down. Remember, he lost to Anderson Silva right. in a close fight, 
And then he was he lost to um the uh, guy at the gym, that crazy guy at the gym. You know who I'm talking about? That guy that used to train over at Legends. Uh, that was like uh, he was like really super strong, but there was like kind of a I forgot the guy's man. name. You know, I'm a white guy. He's like he, his girlfriend worked at the front desk. He was in the UFC. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Toby <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, uh, no. Matt Horwich. Matt Horwich. Matt Horwich. He, Horwich. Lost, he lost to him. The Riverdale. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. How's Matt Horwich doing? I haven't seen him recently. Uh, when I was going up to Rain now and then, I would run into him. And, <laughs> man, he is uh, – Matt Horwich is a unique character, and I love him. Uh, I'm not talking trash on him, but he's unique. Every, I mean, even I think he would say he's unique. But he's crazy, man. He's kind of a hippie fighter. Yeah. And the uh, last I spoke with him – he, I was asking him where he lived, and he said, man, you know, I'm living in a tent on the side of the road. And and so he was sleeping, like, in a kind of like a little hippie tent combined thing and just eating uh, burritos on the side of the road and then <laughs> fighting professionally, you know, as an MMA fighter. So credit to him, man. I'm, I'm trying to get massages. I'm going to do acupuncture. <laughs> and he sleeps on the ground and eats burritos out of the, out of the, wow. the Mexican food truck, and, and he still brings it, so. Matt Horridge, man, the River Dolphin. Wow, that the River Dolphin. Yeah, that's his nickname. Oh, the like the that. the, sur- the trans universe surfing. Exactly. Thing. That dude's universe, like, yeah, yo, he's river- crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's the guy you're talking about. Exactly. That guy's out of exactly. his mind. I, I wrestled with that guy. He, yeah. He was. Uh, I remember he he, he beat Talos Latus. So and now Latus they had a, yeah yeah he beat him uh, and then uh, choked him out. Yeah. And then uh, they had a rematch and uh, <laughs> Talos Latus got him the second time. Matt Horridge. Um. <laughs> What? I'm trying to think of what's the, the chick's name. That She's a comedian. She's really big. She's like. Oh, six, yeah, yeah. He's six, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah something. No, she's like 6'2 from Alaska. From Alaska, yeah. That's, yeah. His, that's his that, cousin. That's her cousin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She always, she always talks about him. Yeah. Matt Horridge's cousin? Yeah, yeah. yeah Matt, she looks she like Matt like, Horridge. No, my cousin is like, he's something like mentally wrong with him. Like, <laughs> like he's crazy. She's yeah, like, she's always bad mouthing her cousin. She's always telling me like what he's doing and like it's never good. I'm like, leave your cousin alone. It's, it's like <laughs> oh, your cousin. That's awesome. I know you're talking about uh, Sarah Boyle. Haley Boyle. Haley Boyle. Right. Haley yeah. Boyle. Yeah, she's funny comic. And, and she's huge, dude. Yeah, she looks she, like she, Matt Harwood. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to throw in the wig. Yeah, no, she just looks like <laughs> Matt Harwood. All right, so next week, okay, next week, uh, you know, it's, this is very frustrating because I booked these guys for the podcast and, and then I want them to be on it. And then some of the guys, that you know, I don't know. I called Kevin Randleman four times. I texted him. I, I tweeted him. But, you know, it, it's not happening. So next week we're having Daniel Cormier, Kevin Randleman. Yeah. Yeah. Cormier promises me he's going to be on. Uh, oh, I'm calling Kevin right now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave a message on Kevin's machine on the actual show. DC's a, a fellow Lafayette native as well. So, really? Yeah. Daniel Cormier and Dustin Poirier, yeah. uh, both from Lafayette, both from my hometown. So, uh, so next week... Nah, it's too late. I got I gotta catch a flight. So uh next week we're gonna have Cormier, we're gonna have Randleman, and then we have uh Michelle Old in the studio. Yeah. This is, it's gonna be an epic show. So I will be this week I'm gonna be at the Laugh Derby in uh the Laughing Derby in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh next week I'm in San Diego, uh doing comedy in San Diego. Uh I don't even know where. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna be somewhere in San Diego. You could go to adamhunter.com. Or MMA Roasted. Uh, where can people find you, Alan? 
Uh, I will be at home. No, I uh, <laughs> on Twitter at Alan Joban or check out my fan page on uh, Facebook. Uh, I don't know what it is. Fan Alan Joban at Facebook forward slash official. I don't even know what the hell it is, but find me. It's every, I do everything real simple. Alan Joban. That's my name. I I don't make any kind of complicated nicknames. Check me out. Okay, so check him out. I'll be at Legends Comedy Club in San Diego next Friday and Saturday. Legends Comedy Club. Nice. Uh, I'll be at the Ha Ha Cafe this weekend, at least on Saturday night. Um, other than that, you can find me on Facebook, Todd Rex, and uh, ToddRex.com, Todd Rex on Twitter, T-O-D-D-R-E-X-X. Now, DJ couldn't make it this week because uh, uh, he's actually been in the, the, the toilet the entire show. No, actually, <laughs> DJ couldn't make it. So instead, we have Evan Rodner. Uh, Evan the Beard Beardo. is helping us. So thank you, Evan, for all your help. Which means this podcast Anything. will probably be up a hell of a lot faster. You can find it, Evan. It certainly will. You can find Evan on Tinder. Um, <laughs> swipe right. Swipe right. Just swipe right when you see Evan. He's not lying. He's he's not lying. <laughs> so uh, so thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Alan, and thank you. Thank buddy. you, Alan. Thank you Good luck with everything, man. Take care, guys. Bye.